And now, History Boulevard with John Oakley. And most people are aware that Bonnie and Clyde were uh, gangsters back in the 30s, and uh, this was a story that was well-documented, uh, kind of, sort of, I guess, in the 67 film with Faye Dunaway and Warren Beatty, Bonnie and Clyde. Uh, and so they live on in infamy, but it was on this date that they died in infamy. They were shot to death, ambush-style, in uh, just outside of Gibsland, Louisiana, where the Bonnie and Clyde Ambush Museum is located, and the owner is Perry Carver, who's joined us on the line this afternoon as we walk down History Boulevard. Perry, good to have you on board. Good afternoon. Oh, good afternoon. How are y'all today? Yeah, we're all good. Thank you for asking. You know, I was just thinking, because there are a lot of people who may not be familiar, you know, younger folk don't go back uh, as much as they do forward. Can you tell us in a nutshell who were Bonnie and Clyde? Well, they were, they were the most famous outlaw couple in the world. They uh, were on the run for over two years around the Southwest. They were wanted in about seven states. Uh, they were bank robbers. Um, there were some people killed. Uh, we don't know how many banks Clyde actually robbed um, uh, and, and, or how many cars he actually stole. Sometimes he'd steal up before a day, you know, just trying to get from point A to point B. Uh, we do have some FBI files that's got a pretty good track, but you know that they, they don't—they're not on top of everything either. But uh, they are the most famous outlaw couple in the world, and we're uh, romanticized. People. Yeah, romanticized as uh, you know, back in the '30s, the dirty '30s. Uh, this was the way life was. It was pretty hard scrabble. But you're at the Ambush Museum, so let's cut right to the chase. I mean, the name of the museum is intriguing. Ambush Museum—is that the way they met the fateful end? Canfield's Cafe was at the time, and they bought their last meal here and were killed 10 minutes after they left here. The ambush site's just seven and a half miles from the museum, um, and uh, we have people come in this museum every day. Uh, I get them from all over the world. I mean, my sign-in book is just uh, a book of who's who's. I have movie stars come in here, I have police. Um, it's everybody. I mean, it's just, it's one of those stories, but and it was a love story, but it's not like any movie. Uh, they 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 were scared all the time. Uh, they were they they weren't like the Warren Beatty movie where they're riding around laughing in gun battles. It was nothing like that. <laughs> it really was a it was a a the whole story was a tragedy for everybody involved. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm told they killed uh, as many as 13 people, the uh, Clyde Barrow gang, uh, police officers mostly, uh, because, and, you know, people in banks and whatever. But, you know, the idea that they were ambushed, uh, so there was a hail of lead that brought them to an end. The car itself, uh, tell me about the car, because there was a car in the museum, but it wasn't the original death car, was it? Right. I have a, I have a car that was shown for 55 years as the real car. Is very convincing, but it's not. The real car is in a casino in, in uh, Nevada, about 45 minutes southwest of Vegas. They bought it in 1988 uh, for a quarter of a million dollars. Uh, oh. The car had been cleaned out in 1987. All the DNA and everything had been washed out of it. They put new upholstery in it, new glass, a new motor, new rear end, and they put it in the Great American Race, and they drove it across country. And then they auctioned it. 
Wait a minute. Did it still have the bullet holes in it? No, I guess it was refurbished, right? They, the outside still looks the same. They still left the bullet holes in the outside of the car. And they're probably on the inside of the car now, but during the race, they put sheet metal up to cover the holes up on the inside so it wouldn't uh, scratch or cut the, the drivers and the passenger. So how many bullets were actually, uh, you know, uh, shot in the direction of Bonnie and Clyde when they were ambushed? There is a hundred and sixty-seven holes in the car, exit and entrance holes. That's not counting all the holes that were uh, went through the glass and the windows. Wow, so it's like Sonny Corleone uh, on the Jersey Turnpike. It was one of those scenes. Outside. Yeah, it certainly was. It certainly was. I mean, they they blasted them just like that, but. And in all honesty, they never saw anything. They they pulled up. There was an old truck out there jacked up, which Clyde had actually bought, Ivy Metfin. The Metfins were squatters and thieves. They, uh, they squatted anywhere they could. They used to steal lumber. They would cut down telephone poles and resell the wood. And Clyde bought Ivy Metfin, what they called an old pole truck. And that was to haul the telephone poles. So when Clyde saw that truck that morning, he knew who it was, and he stopped. Uh, Ivy walked up to the car, asked Bonnie for a, a, a shot of liquor. He was shaking like a leaf. And Clyde looks in the rearview mirror, and he sees a logging truck coming up behind him. Clyde had then passed the truck once before. There was a guy named Buddy Golston driving the truck who lived here his whole life until he died in the early 2000s. Uh, Clyde told Ivy, I'm going to pull up and pull over Ivy and then we'll let this truck go by and then we'll fix your tire and as he started pulling up the deputy here Prentice Oakley thought he was leaving and he just stood up and he popped off five shots and he hit them both in the head and killed them they never saw him they never heard the hammer fall and they were dead instantly Clyde's foot come off the clutch the car started accelerating and the rest of the officers thought, oh, my God, he's getting away again. Because they were spread out. They were not in a tight little group. Hmm. The officers weren't. So they just stood up and emptied everything they had into that car. Whoa, over 160 rounds. Jeez, uh, nobody survives that. My, no. I'm hearing, you know, when you were tol- telling us that the car was sold uh, to uh, a casino in Nevada for about 250 grand, uh, his shirt, his death shirt, was also on display in the same casino, wasn't it? Thank you. Bought it a few years later, uh, and it actually originated from Clyde's sister Marie. She had some of the stuff in an old cedar chest that had belonged to Clyde. Now I'm going to tell you, uh, and I tell people this all the time: uh, when you're dealing with this stuff, remember you're dealing with outlaws. You're dealing with family members that were outlaws, and uh, Marie was. I loved her. I mean, she's Clyde's, you know, she's Clyde's sister. I loved her. But I wouldn't have trusted her as far as I could throw her. <laughs> and, and, and in time, she did sell fraudulent things. She, had, um, she sold pocket watches and stuff, claiming to be Clyde's and stuff like that, and her books. And, but the, the shirt is, is legit. <laughs> right. That is legit. She actually sold it to a gentleman for, a, I think, like twelve or $13,000. And then he auctioned it. And when she found out what he got, she was on him like a buzzsaw. <laughs> so she, he had to give her 
some more money. <laughs> I, I'm told it was 75000 where he auctioned it off. Uh, so the yeah, guy was an yeah. entrepreneur, and uh, she was still, you know, I guess it's part of the DNA where there was a, a little bit of the outlaw blood in her, too. What a fascinating I, account. I Marie had a criminal record. She dated men that worked for Benny Binion. She was married about six times. One of her husbands was murdered. She married the guy that killed him a year later. I mean, Marie had her own history. I was going to say, she should have her own place in the museum as well. My goodness, what a story. Hey, listen, I thank you for that. Perry Carver is the owner of the Bonnie and Clyde Ambush Museum in Gibsland, Louisiana, just east of Shreveport. If you're ever down that way, you might want to check that out. A lot of people make the pilgrimage, as he pointed out. They Perry, do. yep, good talking to you, my friend. You stay well down there in the Deep South. All righty, thank you for calling. Y'all, y'all stay, stay warm up there. Yeah, we shall. Thank you for that. Listen to The John Oakley Show live each weekday afternoon from 3 until 6. If you live in the Toronto area, just turn that AM dial to 640 and listen anywhere on Earth 24 hours a day by going to 640toronto.com. Follow on Twitter at AM640Oakley. You've been listening to A Curious Cast. New podcasts and shows are debuting all the time. So check back often to see what's new in the Curious Cast Library.